I'm John Bond. Welcome to Move Yourself Happy. Made for fitness enthusiasts who want to make their passion their profession. Are you unhappy in your present job? Are you passionate about health and fitness? Do you want to release your true potential? If the answer is yes, this podcast is for you. I will be teaching you the specific knowledge that every trainer and coach needs to be successful. So listen closely as I share my expertise with you. So just like me, you can love what you do. Welcome back. Now in the last episode, I was talking about power training. And I, you know, I have to keep mentioning this every episode in case somebody's just dropping in for the first time. We are working our way up our progression pyramid. So we utilize a strength progression pyramid at Storm Fitness Academy, and it's something that we encourage people to utilize for ensuring that their clients not only get great results, but they avoid overtraining and an injury. And essentially it's a pyramid where we start right at the bottom with working on a client's stabilization. So balancing the left with the right side of the body, the anterior muscles, the posterior muscles, looking at different movement patterns, planes of movement as well, so that they're, they're sort of training to train. And then we're going right up to the tip of the pyramid, which is what I'm gonna be talking about today, hybrid training. So what is hybrid training? Well, hybrid training is pulling everything together, really. It's, it's everything that we've, it's having elements of all the phases of training pulled into one session. Now, this is probably how a lot of you and a lot of your clients will train anyway, just continuously all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people train that way and it can be very effective. My argument is you kind of want to build up all the, the fundamental basics and the foundation you, you need to A, train hybrid style without the risk of injury and get the best out of it. So with hybrid training, CrossFit, I would say probably are the founders of this really. They don't call it hybrid training. Well, I'm not aware they do. But when I look at a typical CrossFit training session, and I've been to maybe four, three or four different CrossFit boxes, they call it. They all seem to follow this, this format. And I've read the, the CrossFit level one and two manual and they, what they're doing is they're, 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 I don't want to go into this in too much detail, by the way, because that's a whole different podcast talking about CrossFit, but they're, they're making sure they get certain movement patterns and certain modalities of, modalities of exercise covered across a given time frame, whether that's you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever. They're ticking them off as they go. So they're exposing their clients, and what they, they call them athletes, their athletes, to a range of different rep sets, intensities, lifts, and modalities, so that they become pretty good at all of them. And that, that in itself is going to make somebody, you know, a hybrid athlete. You know, so instead of getting becoming elite or exceptionally good at very one very specific movement or activity they're exposing their athletes to everything so they're they're pretty good at most things and i like it it, it kind of sits well with me it's why it's so popular in the military a lot of crossfitters a lot of a lot of the military will will train crossfit style uh, because it's it's quite fun as well i think i think that helps 
Now, like I said, I can only speak for the clubs that I've been to and what I've observed, but things generally kick off with some sort of complex movement pattern. So obviously you've got your warm-ups, you get your warm-up done, but then you'll do some sort of complex movement pattern, um, either on its own or maybe supersetted with something else. And that could be, if you think about complex movement patterns, you're talking about Olympic lifts, snatches and any kind of regressions of those, clean and jerks and any regressions of those, back squats, front squats. You might even have some gymnastic, like calisthenic type movements in there, things like muscle ups. Uh, and, you know, don't forget, if you, you know, if you listen to you think muscle ups, can't get my client to do those, break them down. You know, you've got, if you, if you break a muscle up all the way down, you've got the first part is a, you know, it's a pull up, isn't it? <laughs> to get up to the bar, it's a pull up. So you've got pull ups, pull ups with bands, you know? So think about breaking that stuff down. So really that very first part of the training session with a client in a hybrid training phase is building strength, power, or developing a skill. It's, it's practicing stuff. While you're fresh, while you're alert, your energy levels are high, your alert levels are high. So you get all that really complex, complicated stuff out of the way first. You don't want to be doing it at the end when they're fatigued. So we do that. Then we will move on to elements of every other phase we might have done previously. Typically with the idea of developing the client's muscular endurance, their sort of engine. So if you think about the link between the heart, the lungs, the muscles, you know, and their work capacity. So it's the ability to get more work done or the same work done in a quicker time. And this is where you'll probably hear of the terms that CrossFit use, like uh, they, well, they, they'll call them WODs, but then within a WOD, they'll have like an EMOM um, or they'll do stuff for time. So an EMOM is like where you, you'll conduct something on the minute every minute. They'll also do AMRAPs where you'll do as many reps as possible in a given time frame or they'll do something full time. So they'll be given a set workout to do as quickly as they can. Now, for those of you that critique CrossFit and talk about the injury risk, etc., I will just point out first that a lot of the data to do with injuries associated with CrossFit has been falsified. So I'm not gonna go there and start finger pointing about who said what and who did this and the other, but I know that a lot of that data was falsified and it was proven in court law and certain payouts were given to CrossFit for falsifying that data. So don't believe everything you hear about how CrossFit increases injury risk. However, if you go to a CrossFit box for the first time, you've got no previous experience of lifting, etc., and you go straight into doing heavy lifts, Olympic lifts, throwing yourself around on bars, etc., yeah, you're going to get injured. So if there's a club doing that, yeah, that's going to give CrossFit a bad, bad name, bad reputation. Now, when we get to the hybrid, uh, sorry, when we get to the, the WOD style training, where you are then combining movements to do four times, so exec executing movement patterns very, very quickly, very explosively for time. Personally, I don't, I'm not comfortable with throwing Olympic lifts in there for that because they are so complex, and when you get tired, the injury risk is high. Now, I know that is a CrossFit thing, and I know they'll also put in gymnastic movements in there. That is a CrossFit thing. My personal opinion on it is the injury risk is too high. What's the point? If you're working with athletes, you definitely don't want to risk injuring them, especially if they're you know elite athlete. You're, they're worth they're worth a few quid, so that could uh, put yourself in a a vulnerable situation. If they're a non-athlete, 
again, it's like, what's the point? Why are you taking the risks? You know, most most people just want to look better and feel better. Do you need to get get them conducting something with such a high risk? However, big big CrossFit supporters, people that love that sort of thing, will will argue with me uh, an opposing viewpoint, which is fine. That's absolutely fine. They might be correct. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being overcautious, but. Just my opinion, so I think that's down to you listening to this to, to make up your own mind, really. Now, I would, I would, if I'm going to put together some sort of AMRAP, so where they conduct as many repetitions or rounds as possible, of it would be like laying out a circuit and go, how many times you get around that circuit? If I was going to conduct that, or sorry, program that for a client, I would actually choose low-risk movements. So if we want to try and develop that hip snap, instead of doing a snatch or a clean and jerk, I would put in a kettlebell swing or even a kettlebell snatch or a clean, kettlebell clean. So that would be my go-to movement for that. I might put in a, um, a barbell high pull. So I think, I think we can go there. They're, they're fine. They're lower risk. So a barbell high pull where you don't actually fling the bar in the air and catch it. You just, you just practice the triple extension on the load. So I think, I think I'd go for that. I'd put those in there. And the way I like doing my workouts, because I tend to do total body training with my clients, where they'll, they'll target all the main movement patterns and then maybe focus on their areas of, of development, so their, their weaker areas, I will choose something, some sort of hip snap, sorry, hip hinge. So if they've done barbell back squats, for example, as their strength skill movement at the very start of the session, I won't necessarily need to put that into their into their, their main so I'll, I'll keep that out but you know we haven't done much to develop the hip snap so I'll be like right kettlebell swings in there we haven't done any uh, pushing movements so I might put in push-ups um, again I probably wouldn't put a barbell bench press in there because I don't want them getting on the rack put, you know trying to smash through that as quickly as they can um, so I'd probably more likely to go for things like dips and push-ups I would then be thinking, okay, what about some sort of pulling movement? They've done a pulling movement, so I might put pull-ups in there. Um, I might put, you know, bent over rows, something like that. So I'm always thinking about putting in the movements that they haven't done, and then program that either for time, so conduct a number of sets of a number of reps as quickly as they can, and record that as a score, or get them to do. Uh, do it for a given time so maybe 15 minutes how many rounds and how many reps everything can you do in that time then what you can do is and again what something I quite like about the CrossFit boxes I've been to in the past is they often do what I call a finisher so a finisher is something to just finish off the you know it's like the, it's like the dessert <laughs> the finisher at the end of the session is that they, they often call it cash out so it's like your your, um, oh, how can I describe it? Your way of kind of purchasing your exit ticket. <laughs> it's like finish with a hundred sit-ups uh, for time or something. And once you've done your hundred, you, you, that's it, the session's over, you're done. You can go stretch and you're finished. And I do quite like that. So often actually I will traditionally make my last exercise, so my cash out, if you want to call it that, my finisher, I'll often make it some sort of core exercise because within a, within a wad, you know, whether it's an AMRAP, whether it's something for time, 
I rarely put a core stability exercise in there. So I wouldn't put like wood chops and I wouldn't put in planks and things like that because for me, they are, they serve a different purpose. They might be isometric, so difficult to do that for reps anyway. And the focus is on you know, developing core strength. And I don't really want to be throwing that in amongst everything else where they're trying to do it for time and there's that risk that technique goes. So strengthen those stabilizing muscles around the spine. I'd rather put that on the end. And I might do like, you know, hold, hold a plank for time. So just practice holding your plank. Um, it might be, you know, doing something like toes to bar you know, or leg raises, hanging leg raises. And, and we go for, you know, see how many, what's the maximum number of reps you can do. Or if you do it for sets, you might say the maximum number of reps you can do across three sets. So that's a nice way to finish. Um, but it doesn't have to be. It, can be. it could be that you get them on the rower and you do a 500 meter row for time. You could throw the 500 meter row within the, the wad. So they've got... Um, your push-ups, your kettlebell swings, 500 meters on a row. So, you know, you can be a bit creative. So that, one of the beauties of CrossFit, I think, is apart from the community, which I think is great, and, you know, they're, they're I'm going to call it an obsession, but they're obsession with mobility, of making sure that everyone's got the right mobility to do things safely. I think it's brilliant. But the other thing I love is their creativity. They're so creative. And so certainly be creative with these workouts, but always think, am I putting my client or my athlete at unnecessary risk with this exercise? And if the answer is yes, you know, bin it off. So there we go. That is how you might decide to program a hybrid training session for your client. And don't forget, benefits are you're putting everything together and you're almost taking all their newfound strength and musculature and everything else for a test drive <laughs> so you're seeing what they're capable of but it's just fun it's really fun and you can you can train like that for for you that that phase that hybrid phase you could you could train like that for four weeks six weeks eight weeks you could train like that forever if you want but you might like to always go back to dipping in and out the other phases as well you might just repeat the pyramid go back to the beginning go stabilization moving on to muscle endurance, moving on to functional hypertrophy, hypertrophy, relative strength, absolute strength, power, back to hybrid training. Okay, that'll do, won't it? <laughs> there we go. All right, now in the next episode, I'm going to be talking a bit more about uh, training for endurance, actually. So we're going to come away from strength training for a bit. And I'm going to focus a bit more on endurance. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. Please go back and listen to the others because some of the stuff I talk about obviously refers back to that and it might get a bit confusing for you if, um, if you don't listen to the other episodes. So, uh, And also, don't forget to su subscribe, please. That'd be wonderful. All right. Go for another walk. See ya. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, something you can do for me is subscribe to my show. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in this content, then please share it with them too. You can also head over to our socials and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But if you're ready to take that next step, visit our website, www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk, fill out a contact form, that'll come straight to me, 
I will contact you shortly afterwards and I look forward to speaking to you then.